we we'll turn this morning to the Psalms and to the 68th Psalm, Psalm 68. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad, let them rejoice before God, yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in the dry land. O God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. Thy congregation hath dwelt therein. Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Kings of armies did flee apace, and she that tarried at home divided the spoil. Though ye have lion among the pots, yet shall ye be as the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattereth kings in it, it was white as snow in Salmon. The hill of God is as the hill of Bashan, a high hill as the hill of Bashan. Why leap ye, ye high hills? This is the hill which God desireth to dwell in. Yea, the Lord will dwell in it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto God the Lord belongeth the issues from death. But God shall wound the head of his enemies, and the hairy scalp of such and one as goeth on still in his trespasses, the Lord said, I will bring again from Bashan, I will bring my people again from the depths of the sea, that thy foot may be dipped in the blood of thine enemies and the tongue of the dogs in the same. They have seen thy goings, O God, even the goings of my God, my King, in the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the damsels playing with timbrels. And bless ye God in the congregations even the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. 
Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. Rebuke the company of spearmen, the multitude of the bulls, with the calves of the people, till every one submit himself with pieces of silver. Scatter thou the people that delight in war. Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Sing unto God, ye kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises unto the Lord, Selah. To him that rideth upon the heavens of heavens, which were of old, though he doth send out his voice, and that a mighty voice, ascribe ye strength unto God. His excellency is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. Amen. Again, we give thanks for the reading of the Lord's word. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our eternal Father, we come before thee this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee, Lord, that we are able to approach thy throne of grace because of what Christ hath accomplished upon the cross of Calvary. And in his resurrection also, and his ascension into heaven, there to make a way also for us that we might come boldly to the throne of grace, there to find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Show us that this day, we pray thee, that we might indeed be helped and in this time of need be strengthened. Lord, that we might give of our strength also to thee and to the glory of thy name. Bless us, we pray. Continue with us now and bless your word to our souls. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. I want to take as a text uh, today the 28th verse. And in that uh, verse we read, Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Thy God hath commanded thy strength is a phrase which may be taken in different ways. And I want to take it in three ways. Today, first of all, uh, to consider the resource of our strength and seeing the Lord as our Savior. The Lord has commanded our strength, that is, the strength that we might be redeemed, uh, that we might be called to Himself, that we might be delivered. And this psalm makes mention of the Lord bringing out His people uh, from Egypt. It speaks about His uh, marching through the wilderness there in verse 7 O God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook. We see the strength of the Lord in deliverance then, in saving our souls and in delivering us. And then we see, uh, secondly, the requiring of our strength, that is, as the Lord as king, requiring our strength, therefore commanding our strength, uh, that we should bring it to him and that we should bow before him. That's a, a different way of considering these words. The Lord hath commanded thy strength. So he has commanded strength for us, but he has also commanded that we bring our strength. And then finally, uh, the rallying of our strength. And that is as the conqueror who goes forth and as we also walk with him. Uh, so we are beside him. 
So we yield our strength to him first of all, and then the Lord will use that strength to the glory of his name. So we're going to begin with this thought of the resource of our strength, that is, looking unto the Lord as, um, as our saviour, thy God hath commanded thy strength. So in salvation, then, we are considering how that the Lord hath delivered us. Uh, he has commanded strength to us that we might be delivered. When you consider how the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, surely we must realize that the Lord gave them strength. We do read, of course, that for the 40 years they were in the wilderness, their shoes did not wear out. And if we take that in a similar way, we might say that those that came out, well, uh, there were old men, there were old women, uh, there were little children, uh, they, uh, uh, the, the families who came forth, and the Lord did keep his hand upon them all. He gave them strength. Uh, and 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years is an awful long time to have no homeland, uh, to be cast aside, it seems, uh, from the world and just to be amongst your own people. And in that time, of course, many people died as well. Uh, all of those who refused to go within the 10 days where they could have gone into the promised land, uh, those, those people refused to go, and the Lord said they would not enter in uh, to that rest, and that they would die in the wilderness. And so there was a lot of death going on amongst them, and no doubt a lot of births also of the, the young ones who would indeed go into the promised land and with Joshua would over, overcome it and take it. And so there is a great resource of strength which the Lord gives to us in salvation. In Psalm 28, verse 8, we read, The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. The, stre the saving strength of his anointed. The Lord does give us strength. Uh, I don't know what your experience of salvation was, but uh, sometimes uh, we've realized that it takes uh, some amount of strength to make a stand and to say, yes, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I am willing uh, to put my hand up, perhaps, in a, in a congregation as, a, as an appeal is given. To come out the front, sometimes uh, that is asked of people, and they would stand and come out at the front. Uh, I, I don't necessarily... Uh, follow those uh, methods because it is quite possible that those who are of a more outgoing nature would come to the front and the ones who actually really need strength and really need help are the ones who will sit still in their seats and then uh, feel that they can't be the lords because they didn't have the strength to come out uh, and so it can be a dangerous thing as well uh, some coming forward and saying well I must be saved because I came forward and others saying I can't be saved because I couldn't go forward uh, so it can be a, a dangerous thing, but we thank the Lord that salvation belongs to the Lord. But the Lord has commanded our strength in whatsoever it may be when we tell those who are still amongst the ungodly that we are now Christians, that we are going to the house of God on the Lord's day, uh, that we are buying ourselves a, a Bible and we will be reading it, that we will no longer go with them uh, to the places which we once haunted, uh, that we will take a, a new uh, look at life and that we will change our ways. Uh, those things require strength. And the Lord gives that strength in salvation. And he uh, helps us the saving strength of his anointed. Isaiah 12, 2, also, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord. Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become 
my salvation. The salvation is given to us then in strength that we might trust in the Lord. No world looks on us and thinks us fools. The world may look upon us and think us weak, that we have succumbed to such a message. But in actual fact, it takes great strength to come out and to trust in the Lord and to make that statement. And the Lord, who is uh, the Lord, who uh, the God of our salvation, uh, daily loadeth us with benefits. Psalm 68, here uh, in verse 19. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. It is the Lord that gives us strength. And when we think about that, and just take that verse for a moment uh, to to meditate upon it uh, very quickly, the issues from death, because the Lord has brought us forth from death. We think of uh, uh, how the Lord went and raised Lazarus from the dead. Uh, Lazarus had no strength. Lazarus was dead. He was laid upon a slab. He was uh, wrapped in those grave clothes. And yet the Lord gave him strength that he might stand and come forth as the Lord gave him command. And the Lord does so in salvation for every person whom he saves. When he speaks and he awakes us from death and brings us into life and gives us strength, the Lord is the resource of our strength. Not only in the salvation, though, but also in sustaining us in salvation. If we are saved by the grace of God, we are most certainly kept by it. And the Lord, from day to day, shows us his grace. The Lord, from day to day, gives us strength that we might overcome the world. And today, by his command, we are given strength. Oh, the Lord blesses us with these benefits from day to day. He loadeth us. He loadeth us. So, from day to day, we have a continued strength to be able to stand in this world, to be able to take up the word, to be able to meditate upon it, to be able to overcome. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that day to day we do those things, but we do have the strength. Never think that you can't do it, that you're not strong enough. The Lord gives strength. And of course, until we make an attempt to do anything, we don't know how strong we are. We don't know what we can do. It's been said and reported in time past of, uh, of people uh, being given, as it were, superhuman strength. We hear uh, perhaps or have read in time past of um, perhaps a mother who has been able to lift a car off a, off a child who has been trapped under a wheel. Uh, I, I have read such reports and it seems that people sometimes just have much more strength than they think they have. They would never have attempted it. They would never even, even have tried it. But when they went to, to do so in the moment of, of panic, perhaps, or in terror, they're able to do much more than they think they can. And the Lord sustains us, and the Lord is able to sustain you and me. And then also he is the resource of our strength in sanctifying. It is the Lord who has called us. It is the Lord who has saved us. It is the Lord who will bring us into glory because whom he did predestinate, them he also called and whom he called, them he also justified and whom he justified, them he also sanctified and whom he sanctified, them he also glorified. Now the Lord goes and continues his work. He doesn't give up a work that he begins because God doesn't start something that he cannot finish. 
and there is nothing that he cannot finish. And so therefore we can trust in him. He continues and it's the Lord's will from the beginning. We've been looking in uh, Ephesians chapter one uh, recently in our prayer meetings and we have seen how that it was in the pleasure of his own will, the counsel of his own will that he saves us. And it's God's purposes. It is God who worketh in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We read together from Hebrews in chapter 10. And we read there of the Lord Jesus, these words being given uh, to the Lord Jesus in his office as our saviour and as the sacrifice before God. It says in verse 8, Hebrews 10 and verse 8, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will. O God, he taketh away the first, that he may establish the sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That's not just a turn of phrase there, by the which will. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. It is a reference back to God's will in the previous verse, verse 9. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God, by the which will. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And so we come again to this resource of strength, our Saviour. It is he who gave us strength to come forward. It was he who gave us strength to live when we were dead. It is he who gives us strength every day that we might walk with him. It is he who purposed before our salvation that we would be saved. It is he who will bring us to the end and who will never leave us nor forsake us. And it is by his will. <clears throat> Again, we read in First Peter 5 and verse 10, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you, strengthen. The Lord is our resource of strength. Sometimes we come to the end of our own strength. Sometimes we, we are just ready to sit down and give up. But we are forgetting that we have a resource of strength which is external to us, which we can draw upon, that the Lord is able to revive us, that the Lord is able to sustain us, that the Lord is able to fill us with power, that we might do things which are not possible of our, on our own, in our own strength. We see uh, the Lord then as our saviour from the beginning, even to bringing us into his presence as a resource of our strength. And let us each one remember that we have that resource, not drawn just from our characters, not drawn just from our upbringing, not just drawn from what we understand and what we know, but we are drawing from the very life himself. For Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. As the Father hath life in himself, even so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And we are drawing upon that life which is beyond ourselves. So much then, consider the resource of our strength as our saviour. But we come then to consider also the requiring of our strength as our king. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. It comes across to me as being like a, um, a command performance. 
Uh, perhaps a command performance is not quite what once it would have been, uh, where a command would have been given of a king and uh, you dare not refuse it. But that is the thought here, that the Lord has commanded us to come and to bring our strength, that we are to bow before him, that we are to humble ourselves in his presence. Uh, of course, strength is, is something. Uh, I just saw a, a young man this morning, in fact, I was uh, just driving past uh, Pat's house or dri- going to Pat's house, and um, there's a, a, I don't know if it's Bedford football team or Felton football team, I can't remember which is down that Hatton Road now, but uh, as the, the young people were walking towards playing football, sadly, and not coming to the house of God, but uh, going to play football, and this young man was going down there uh, in his shorts and in his football shirt, and he looked as if, some, looked, uh, as if he was a person who had a purpose, that he was going to be the best footballer on that pitch today, that they were going to win their match, that he was going to show how good he was, and he had that real purpose of, of, of strength, and that he was the star of the team. That's what he looked like to me. I don't know whether actually, uh, that was actually what he felt, uh, but that's the way he looked to me. And sometimes, of course, we can have that attitude. Well, uh, I'm, I'm better than the rest of them, and so this is going to be a good day for me. But... In that kind of a, of a strength, uh, rejoicing, uh, as the scripture puts it, as a young man to run a race. Uh, as we consider that, the Lord says, bring that and bow it before me, because all the strength that you have is not sufficient. All the strength that you have needs to be rendered up to me, and I will give you strength. And we've already considered how that the Savior is the resource of our strength. The problem is, so often in, our, in, in us, is that we seek to do everything by our own strength. And we're not willing to yield our strength to the Lord and draw on his strength. But we are more purposeful in using our strength and saying to the Lord, Lord, look how great I am. Look at the works that I've done. Look what I have accomplished. And I give all of these things to you and honor you where really we are thinking in our hearts um, like Jack Horner in the corner saying, what a good boy am I? And, and that's what we're, we're seeking to do before the Lord. Well, the Lord says, come, bring all of those things. Lay them at my feet. Recognize the fact that your strength, whatever it may be, is not sufficient. Recognize that you need my strength. Draw upon my strength and you will overcome So when we consider this requiring of our strength then, first of all, he expects our attendance. He expects our attendance. It's an interesting thing, actually, as we see those who made their attendance upon the Lord in this psalm. In verse 24, we read, They have seen thy goings, O God, even the goings of my God, my King, in the sanctuary. The singers went before The players on instruments followed after. Among them were the damsels playing with timbrels. Bless ye God in the congregations, even the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. And so here we have all of those who are attending upon the Lord to worship 
to glorify him. Those who are the singers, those who are the players of instruments, the congregations, the damsel, the damsels. Uh, little Benjamin, uh, Augustine of Hippo, thought uh, here, and I, I confess that I have thought the same thing just reading through the psalm. Little Benjamin of Paul the Apostle being of Benjamin, uh, of the tribe of Benjamin, he says himself. Just one man, and yet most of the New Testament is written by him. An amazing thing. And Benjamin, of course, was a small, one of the smaller tribes. It is overlooked so often. It was the tribe, of course, of the first king of Israel, of Saul. It was a tribe which was down there with Judah, and it is mentioned together with Judah. Here, there is little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council. But then also the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. We read in Isaiah of the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, speaking of uh, Galilee of the Gentiles. And so there is a reference here that I would suggest to you, not just of, of Israel, uh, of Judah, of the Jews, as, as Judah became known, and then, and then all of Israel became known as Jews, even though uh, they weren't all of Judah, but also of Zebulun and Naphtali, which had a reference to the Gentiles. We are all called to yield our strength to the Lord. The Lord requires our strength that we might come uh, before the Lord. Again, carrying on from verse 28, the God, thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. Rebuke the company of spearmen, the multitude of the bulls with the calves of the people, till everyone submit, submit himself with pieces of silver. Scatter thou the people that delight in war. Perhaps the reference to the pieces of silver there is the silver that was brought for the sockets of the tabernacle of old. Now you'll know that the main uh, tabernacle itself was set into silver sockets, uh, which in their turn were put into the earth. And uh, so the yielding of the silver uh, perhaps refers to that, that we should submit ourselves before the Lord and that we uh, should come and bring, as it were, presents to the Lord. Uh, there might be a reference there also, perhaps... Uh, shall they, uh, because of thy temple at Jerusalem, shall kings bring presents unto thee? Oh, well, uh, perhaps the Lord Jesus Christ there might be uh, referred to as the temple. Certainly we are built into an house for a habitation of God, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone uh, and uh, the, chief the chief stone. Uh, and uh, certainly the kings brought presents to him as we read in the New Testament. Who knows? But... Uh, uh, just a thought. Then here we have, he expects our attendance. We must engage our abilities. And again, here we have these abilities. Of course, the singers went before, the players of instruments, the damsels playing with timbrels. Uh, here are those who are bringing their, their, their abilities uh, for the glory of the Lord. The Lord hath commanded thy strength. It talks about the company of spearmen also there and uh, uh, those who will bring presents unto thee and the pieces of silver. What, what are these strengths? What are these abilities? Well, they're the abilities which God has given to us. Uh, we could say these are the talents which are mentioned by the Lord Jesus. Unto one he gave ten talents, to one he gave five talents, to one he gives one talent. And he says, go and trade. And they go forth uh, that they should trade. And of course, the one with the one talent hides it in the earth and doesn't trade at all. 
and the others uh, trade and they bring forth other five or they bring forth other ten and receive the blessing of the Lord. But what are these talents which are given to us? Again, in verse 18, we have this in this very psalm. It says there in verse 18, Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Thou hast received gifts for men. And this, this verse is taken up by the Apostle Paul. Uh, following Augustine, well, we could say uh, the Apostle Paul, little Benjamin. But Ephesians 4 and verse 7, the Apostle Paul takes that very verse. And he says, but unto every one of, of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Paul, he is the one who makes this connection. And he is making the connection of the one who has ascended on high, who has led captivity captive, and uh, 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 who is the Lord, and uh, has received gifts for men. Paul makes the connection, and he says then that the Lord hath ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. And then in verse 11 of Ephesians 4, he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. No, the, the Lord has called us to bring all that we have, the talents which the Lord has given us. We have different talents. Some people are very social. Some people are quite antisocial. Some people would love to be in the midst of a great group uh, and, to, and to chat all day. Other people would prefer to sit on their own and perhaps pick up their Bible and just to read it. Uh, some people are uh, good speakers. Some people perhaps are very practical, uh, but not very good at talking, but uh, will do all kinds of things. Whatever it is that the Lord has given to us, the Lord says, bring that strength, lay it at my feet, and I will use it for the glory of the people of God to the body of Christ <clears throat> again in Ephesians 4 same chapter remember that this is a, there is a connection then between these things you can't read the whole chapter but nevertheless there's a connection here in verse 16 of Ephesians 4 from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The edifying of itself, edifying, remember, is not just religious jargon. It can become so. And we hear this word edifying, don't really know what it means. What does it mean? What does it mean to edify? What does it mean? We have to listen to the preacher. Uh, we have to read the scriptures. We need to pray about them. What is, what is edifying? It's a, a kind of a, a jargon word. But to edify actually means to build. Uh, we see down the road here uh, where there are flats being build, built. And then they are building edifices. Another word for a building. And that's what the word means. So it's for the building of the body. And it's the building of the body by itself. Doesn't it, isn't that what it says? It maketh increase of the body unto the edifying or the building of itself in love. 
So the Lord has called us to strengthen one another, to encourage one another, and to be a blessing one to another in all of the giving of our strength to the Lord. Ephesians 4 then again, and verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The Lord has called us that we might yield our strength to him. He expects our attendance. We must engage our abilities and he will encourage our aspirations. In verse 3 of the psalm, we turn back to verse 3. It says there, but let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God and let them exceedingly rejoice. Our rejoicing We have to come before the Lord and rejoice in his presence. Why why would we rejoice in his presence? Well, we rejoice when we see that strength, when we feel that strength, when we yield ourselves to him and we see uh, amongst ourselves, within the church, amongst the people of God, this great blessing. And it causes our hearts to rejoice, that we lift our voices together and praise and worship the Lord. We have then uh, this calling upon us and again in verse 34 ascribe his strength unto god his excellency is over israel and his strength is in the clouds O god thou art terrible out of thy holy places the god of israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people blessed be god our aspiration then we breathe after the lord as the heart panteth after the water brooks the, the psalmist says, so panteth my heart after thee. Do we desire him? See, the more experience we have of Christ, the more we desire him. The more blessing that comes into our lives, the more we look upon and see the power of God. The more we love him, the more we desire him, and the more he encourages us. And then finally, the rallying of our strength. This time, considering the Lord as the conqueror who goes forth to conquer In verse 17, the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Thousands of angels, the chariots of God. Here is the rallying of our strength. We see the rising, first of all, of our almighty Savior. In verse 1 of this psalm, and we've looked at different parts of the psalm to seek to to draw uh, it together in some ways let god arise let his enemies be scattered let them also that hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away so drive them away as wax melteth before the fire so let the wicked perish at the presence of god here is the rising of this almighty savior the lord is our savior and of course uh, the great power of jesus christ is actually uh, physically in his rising in the fact that he rose again from the dead triumphant over death and over hell and he is the one who hath caused even satan to be defeated and the powers of hell and all that would stand against him uh, the lord says be not uh, dismayed i have overcome the world here is the rallying of our strength and we come around this conqueror and we are looking to him to save souls. We are looking to him to deliver his people. We're looking to him and we will rally around him. We will be those messengers 
whom the Lord has given. The Lord gave the word, verse 11, and great was the company of those that published it. Kings of armies did flee apace, and she that tarried at home divided the spoil. Even uh, those who are not in the battle can divide the spoil. Uh, She that tarrieth at home, praying for the warrior husband who has gone out to battle. In In the picture which is held here in the scripture, her husband has gone to the fight, but she stays at home and she prays that the Lord would deliver him, that he might come back alive, that he may come back in health and in strength and in victory, that they might divide the spoil together. Because, you know, we're not always, we're not all on the front line, but we all need to be praying. You may not be at the children's meeting on Friday or the young people's meeting on Saturday, but you can be praying for it nevertheless. And we divide the spoil together. Will you not be rejoicing if we can say uh, after a Saturday meeting there was young, one young man or one young woman who has come and trusted in the Lord, that they are saved and, and you see them coming in on the Lord's day and sitting in one of these pews. Will your heart not rejoice that you prayed for that child, that you prayed for that young person? We can uh, divide the spoils, so to speak, even though we may not be on that front line. That we have a mighty saviour. And he rallies the armies of God. Again, O God, thou wentest forth before thy people. Verse 7. When thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, the heavens also dropped to the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Oh, the Lord has done mighty things. And when he went before his people, and he goes before his people now, there is this parallel of bringing the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt through the Red Sea into the wilderness that they might go to the promised land with Jesus Christ rising from the dead, uh, bringing his people with him that we should go into the wilderness of this world and surely this world is a wild place and he will bring us in at last. And here it says that the earth shook, the heavens also dropped to the presence of God. It just comes to mind here in Hebrews and chapter uh, 12 that it says uh, in uh, in verse 26 there whose voice then shook the earth but now he hath promised saying yet once more i shake not the earth only but also heaven and this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain wherefore we receiving A kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. We go with him and he walks through the wilderness. Having shaken all those things, all that old law, all of those sacrifices, all of the doings that men were involved in, that we might be in the kingdom of our God and Jesus Christ who has raised Uh, been raised from the dead and who leads us he rallies us around him the rallying of our strength he commands our strength he commands your strength come with me let us go to battle and we look to the captain of our salvation and then finally the resurgence of our assault on sin the lord gave the word great was the company of those that published it kings of armies did flee apace and she that tarried at home divided the spoil Our weapons of our warfare, Paul says, are not carnal, 
But they are mighty. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the Lord has given his word. Let's preach that word. Let's live by that word. Let's testify of that word. Let us walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, who so often quoted that word and stood by that word and indeed gave us that word in the first place. The rallying of our strength. Our God has commanded thy strength. He has commanded thy strength that you have strength. He has commanded your strength that you might bring that strength and humble it before Almighty God. And he has commanded your strength that you will walk with him and that we will go to battle together. May the Lord bless us as we seek to honor his name, glorify him in our service to the praise of the glory of his grace. Amen.